Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to CLNS Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to CLNSMedia.com/roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. With Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin. You can subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. You can support the show financially by going to blackandgoldhockey.com and clicking on the fanatics.com banner before shopping online. You can also purchase exclusive Black and Gold Hockey podcast merchandise in the official B&G shop. And now... Time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show. fans and welcome back to the black and gold hockey podcast today's episode 128 is brought to you by betonline.ag we here at the podcast are now thrilled to be working alongside clns media company and want to thank the whole crew over there for reaching out and eager to work with us uh, please go check out their leading online provider of audio and video and written content over at clnsmedia.com website um, yeah, that's awesome. We are pumped for that. And uh, I, I, just without further ado, I got to welcome in Court Lalonde. How's it going, pal? Uh, it's going. It's going good. I'm, uh, as I was saying to you before, just planning the trip for game one. Yeah, unbelievable. I can't believe you're making that trip. I'm so very jealous. Oh, and, uh, and joining us, uh, as always, is uh, Rob Tomlin. Rob, what's up, buddy? I'm okay. I'm good. I. Uh... So the dates for the games and uh, the first games in Boston have to be during the week, don't they? And then uh, go to 
the other coast for the late face-offs on the well, uh, weekend. Thanks, <laughs> NHL. No, really it has everything it. to do with – well, actually, thank the refs, because technically when you think about it, St. Louis should be up 3-1 in the series, and they wouldn't have – the game would have started on the 24th. I didn't want to get into this, because I actually knew that – I well, I messaged you guys. I knew the two dates of the starts. It was either the 24th or the 27th. And then when Santa, then St. Louis won, I'm like, oh, come on. Just go up 3-1 and end this. Because you go up 3-1, then they were going to start it as the 24th. But now they have to guesstimate and think it's going to go 7, right? This yeah. is going 7. It's going 7. San Jose are going to win but it in didn't overtime. Work out for me. They're going to win in overtime. <laughs> Logistically, I needed the 24th because then I could go to game 1 and 2 and 5. If this – if that – Series ends on a bullshit call in overtime. Game seven. Does every ref in the NHL get fired? Well, <laughs> so far we've had in between for San Jose, they've lost four refs and four linesmen, right? Because they yeah. got, in yeah. the first series and the Vegas series, those guys didn't move on, and now in the St. Louis one, those guys aren't moving on. So I love how the fact the 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 Media out here where I live is all saying that Bruins had the refs on their side, but uh, <laughs> I, you know what? Joke. There is no refs on anybody's side. It's just it's just because no, across the board the officiating has been shitty. It's been terrible everywhere. It is what it is. But San Jose's just had the lock. Holy right! But did you see DeBoer's interview after the game? He's like, there is no such thing as lock. He got pretty pissed <laughs> off about that. But <laughs> I'm but, not surprised. He's probably heard it like thirty thousand times. <laughs> Regardless of what's going on out west and what what could we could see, the mother effing Bruins are in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I I'm just I'm bouncing off the walls here. I've had like two extra large iced coffees because I've been up all night, and it's just I'm preparing for this, and it's awesome. It's just unbelievable, and I I just I was telling Rob in the pre and our pre show uh, talk, it, I never never predicted this at all. I. I, I just hope this team made the freaking playoffs and, and crucify me for what I said. But this, this moment is just unbelievable. And I can't wait for it to start. I'm like, like I said, I'm a, a, just a, a kid in a candy store running around and making a mockery of everything. It's just, it's awesome. I don't think any of us saw it. I think we all had that conversation. And I thought, I just thought they were – I just wanted to make the playoffs, right? I think that's when we landed on Rob at the end of the year. I'm like, oh, I just want to make the playoffs. Yeah. Anything else was, is gold. That was the objective of the year, just maintain success of going into the playoffs. And whatever happens building upon this team happens. And, I mean, I thought Columbus were going to put up way more of a fight than they did. And then going into Carolina, I thought Carolina were going to be the deadliest team we'd faced so far. I was the Bruins are just surprising us. Well, I thought the fourth the Bruins four check in the Carolina series might as well talk about it. It was fantastic. When you think about it, Tukarask was the best goal in the playoffs so far. But the four check that we saw between the, the first line, like it didn't matter. Like the first line might not have been scoring like everybody wanted. Like the the people that want to pass out of the lineup, it's just hilarious. But they, they're defensively. I think there was a stat out there. I think uh, five on five, um, Tavares has only got one point against Bergeron. <laughs> like, come on, people. Like, I think if it wasn't for the Leafs playing the Bruins in the first round, Columbus would have beat the Boston. If Boston faced Columbus in the first round, I think Columbus would have beat them because Boston became prepared. After they played the Leafs, you know, they woke up in game six 
and Tuca stood on his head, and that's how they beat the Leafs. I'll still say it. Tuca beat the Leafs. Bruins woke up. But by the time they got to Columbus, they knew what it took. He already had the guys that knew what it took, like the Bergerons of the world. That's why they, Bergeron wasn't going out there getting all those points, because he was trying to keep his team in the game. But when they Solid got to Columbus... rode on his back. Exactly. And then when we got to Columbus, you know, they inserted Bacchus in the lineup, got that veteran presence. It became more of a team. They keep mentioning that over and over again, how this, this team is so good off the ice. This team is so good off the ice. And I was saying to you guys, and I saw them at practice, they were joking around, they're having fun. I've seen them outside of the game, even at their hotels and stuff. And it's just like, I, I said to you when I saw them in Toronto, there's something about this team. And then I really do think whoever beat Toronto would be probably might've lost to Columbus, but if they didn't play Toronto in the first round, they would have lost to Columbus in the first round, just like Tampa did because Columbus was out to play, but Boston beat them at their own game. Columbus tried to out hit the Bruins and they could, but then Boston was like, well, we'll just do what Toronto did and score. Yeah. The, uh, the thing for me about this whole playoff scenario is, is it's what I expected out of the Toronto series. The Columbus series was a little different for me, but the physicality, that's something I haven't seen in a while. You saw a little bit that a little bit of that in the in the Toronto series, but they were really wanting to match up with the speed of Marner and Matthews and so on. But the Columbus, I mean the Carolina series was the most nervous for me because of just what I I just had nightmares of Scott Walker just ending it in overtime and and Tim Thomas just skating off the ice, not happy. So but they, they came back and swept them and now here we are. So it's just it's just a great feeling. The thing is, like, every series, the Bruins have made that team play their way. Against Toronto, we made them play the way we wanted them to play. And, well, especially later on, Game 5, Game 6, Game 7. Um, and then you look against Columbus. Going into Columbus, Columbus made Boston out to be the underdog. And you don't want to do that against Boston because they'll prove you wrong every time. And then going into Carolina, the one guy that you thought had a shred of decency in him to play the game right, game one, Marshan ticks him off in Justin Williams, and Justin Williams loses his head for all four games. Yeah. We saw stupid penalties, and we capitalized on the power plays. And then he's going in doing dirty things on the floor, punching people in the face and calling out Marshan for something that he didn't even do. So, I mean, you got exactly what you deserved in that instance. In that, he was in that his... whole scrum, he held Marshan's stick up against his face. That was the reason Marshan <laughs> tried to skate past, and he was holding the stick, and then that's why Marshan did the C thing to him. Because he's yeah. like, what do you want? You're meant to be a captain. Act like one. Well, I think it had a lot to do with he probably thought he could get away with more going against Marshan because if we learn one thing about these playoffs and it's it's Marshan's own fault, um, they're not going to call as much when it happens to Marshan. And and you know what? And rightfully so, considering how many times he's made the rest look stupid. Um, but one thing I, I was saying to you guys, the forecheck that the Bruins laid on those Carolina Hurricanes, by the time they got to Carolina, it didn't matter anymore. They were just that much better. Tuka Rask was a wall, and no one's getting by him. The Bruins' defense was playing great. I would say there's probably two periods in that whole series against Carolina where the Bruins didn't play that well. That's about it. 
and Carolina didn't capitalize on the chances because the Bruins penalty kill was just top notch. Um, you know, one of the guys I would say in that series against Carolina, that was one of the best players in the ice and not because he did anything offensively was Nordstrom and Corrali. It was just yeah. unbelievable what they did out there on the PK. I just, and no, I, I can't Nordstrom get over how well had, they will. Nordstrom had so many chances. Like he might not have buried them, but he became that deadly player that everyone had to watch like on that fourth line. Cause he's getting chances out of every situation. And then that left guys like Corrali and Wagner room to skate. And the fourth line played amazing. I think the main thing is, like, you look at this series as well. You look at the team now. We used to talk about Tampa Bay and defensive giants where they used to clear rebounds and they had the goalies back. If the puck got behind him, they covered it up. And now you look at Boston and they're doing exactly the same thing. But they've also got the forwards going out there and getting points. This team is clicking on all cylinders right now. So I don't think there's any way to stop them other than the refs. Gee, Char is uh, out and Tori Krug was the best defenseman on the ice defensively. Crazy. 27 minutes of ice time that game. <laughs> the best, I think it was the best game I've ever seen him play. Yeah, he was unreal. Yeah. But, but like I said, they're, those... all, they're all on all cylinders. My, only, my biggest fear with this hockey club right now is this 11 days or 10 yeah. days, whatever it is. It's scaring the crap out of me. Gonna, they just been. I would have rather of them just kept playing because they've yeah, just been playing so freaking well. I know it's crazy. Um, we're going to talk about the long break in the schedule, but I I, I just wanted to uh, bring this up. Uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs are underway in the NHL, and the Boston Bruins will be facing either the San Jose Sharks or St. Louis Blues in the 2019 Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, is your confidence high? Are you willing to place a wager? I uh, don't know where to start. There's one place to get it all in on this action. <laughs> Grab the odds and allow the experts at betonline.ag do the heavy work for you. Sports live betting, virtual casinos, you name it. Betonline.ag is CLNS Media's preferred sports book online. If you're feeling lucky and you would like to support our podcast, go to clnsmedia.com slash Bruins and use promo code CLNS50 for that 50% sign-off bonus. That's CLNS50, betonline.ag, your online sports expert. So with the, uh, the, um, the schedule coming up in, the, in that break, um, it's, it's crazy, but uh, I got an account on uh, betonline.ag, and I used that promo code and got put down 50 bucks, and I'm going to do a little gambling on that. Started a little gambling in a little corner over here, not to take one off of a, another hockey podcast, but it's suggested that we do that, and I'm, I'm down with that. So I suggest everybody else does that too. You guys, are you guys gamblers? I, I never really asked this at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd put some money down for Bruins in six on the final. Nice, nice. I've dabbled here or there. It's it's the only thing I've ever bet on is sports. When I go to casinos, I can't. I don't play any of the games. I'm like the worst person to take to Vegas, especially if it's not hockey season. If it's hockey season, if you could have like, if I could be in Vegas for like hockey day in Canada when they have hockey all day long, they'll have the afternoon game and then they'll have the two night games and then they'll have the two late night games. Oh, see, I could just sit there and watch hockey and bet on it at the same time. Nice. You can bet on free agent frenzy when it comes up as well. So I mean. 
there's everything going on. There's oh, stuff yeah. to gamble on all year with hockey. Yeah, that website is is awesome. I checked it out uh, for the first time the other day, and they got horse racing. They got uh, like the poker. They got just a ton of things that you can like place a bet on if you're if you're interested. So definitely check it out, and it helps support the the show. And uh, we definitely appreciate that. Um, but. Um, yeah, so go, going back to the rest, I mean, is this, is this thing going to be a good thing or a bad thing? And one of the things that I found interesting about this topic is the um, press conference that Don Sweeney had, I believe, today or yesterday. Today. Uh, it was today and released on um, uh, BostonBruins.com and the, the uh, official Twitter account saying that they, they could line up some scrimmages. Right? Is that correct? Yes. So that would that would definitely help with the, with a uh, an increased uh, practice schedule and and seeing other faces besides themselves uh, to create a little um, you know competition and, and and urge to 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 keep physical keep active and be prepared. Yeah, because Columbus yeah. did that. Columbus did that, um, and I didn't think Columbus was unprepared against Boston. So I no. know it's the big thing everybody's talking about right now but i don't i don't know it's just my opinion i didn't i didn't think columbus was unprepared i thought columbus came to came but uh ross played better than bob yeah definitely and the thing is you've got all those black aces there a full squad of players now that providence Mm. are out um and then you look at the guys and you're basically getting like a two chances a preseason to see where guys are. So don't even you don't even have to think of it of just keeping ready for the playoffs. It's also seeing where guys are at. Guys like Jackson Nika seeing where he's at NHL wise against top NHL guys in the Bruins squad. So yeah, I think it will keep them ready, keep them going. I don't think it's the same as game competition. Like if they went to seven, I think that's better for them. But, no, but like <clears> like the pro- to keep the wheels going. Like the Providence Journal uh, writer Mark Diver explained in a tweet, I think it was yesterday, or the day before, that this is an experience for those kids, um, and and it and it sets a tone for their drive to be a professional and in a winning environment. So these experiences are not few and far between. These are very very important uh, for development and 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 the future. You just you want to be hungry and. For me, as a as a an eighteen or a twenty year old player, that that just watching that would be like I want to be a part of this all the time, and I do not want to stop until I get there. So, it, it's a, it's an effective development tool, and I, I I appreciate these kids seeing that, even though they're not playing and so on. So, yeah, I I hope I don't know about the black aces because I don't know. I hope they can play some sort of team because when you play the Black Aces, maybe just play Providence then. Like if they're going to play, don't just play the Black Aces. Play the whole Providence team. I want them to be in a game, game See, that, type of situation. That's that's a weird thing, Court, because I've already heard that they've sent uh, JFK home. They sent a lot of players. I'll pack it. Well, I'm not. I'm. I understand that. I'm sure they have. Like, um, which surprised? I, I know you report. I don't know. I don't see JFK on this team next year. Oh, I know. I know. I have. We've talked about it before. I just, he was the one guy. What did I say to you when I saw him in Toronto? I'm like, he wasn't out with the team. I'm not impressed. 
I, I, they keep, how many times have we heard this Boston Bruins hockey club talk about the team and how they've been playing together and so on and so forth. And then when I was there, the two guys that walked out of the hotel on their own, JFK went on his own. He went to the left. The whole team went to his right. And then Donato came down like an hour later and went out on his own. And conveniently, he got traded. So, Right. I guess if you don't fit, you must have quit. <laughs> OJ but joke? All right. I, yeah, that was my OJ segue. Run, OJ, run! <laughs> it, it, it's good to see them doing that, though, because if chemistry is not there and it, it, you struggle to build it with the team, then, I mean, we had it with Louis Erickson didn't seem to fit in with anyone. I think there was him and... Gustafson. Maybe, yeah, Gustafson. <laughs> there was a couple of them that always went out on their own, uh, like their own little clique. And that was reported so many times that they had their own little, like, three-person squad that went out on their own compared to the rest of the team. And none of those players have stuck around. So, And it's not saying that they're the cool kids and all that. It's just, uh, I don't know, I played on a hockey team. The guys that didn't gel with all of us, even if they're good hockey players, they didn't play they didn't better. It's not even that. Like, even if they're a good hockey player, if they're not gelling with everybody, it, it sounds stupid, but you want everybody to be on the same page. And when you're not, you're not. I can't, I can't speak for the guys that you're mentioning, but all I'm saying is from what I noticed when right. I saw that. You could see the whole team goes out. And even when I was at practice and all that, and you, you could see it on their Instagrams and stuff like that. You could see who's in the photos. But, I mean, that video from Charlie McAvoy. Which is plane. hilarious because he had his little man purse around yeah. his shoulder. And, like, no one made fun of it. I'm just like, all right, you um, know, I'm sure everyone uh, on the team was like, nice Merce. <laughs> Chucky yeah. bright lights for the Merce. <laughs> but, I mean, they're like, everyone's getting on with each other. Everyone's participating. I mean, you saw guys who, like, I think Marshan's always going to be that guy that kind of hangs around with the younger crowd. Yeah, when I was at the guys. hotel, it was him. Well, I showed you guys the picture. It was uh, Bergeron was injured, but I'm 100% sure Bergeron would have been there. But, like, Bacchus was with that group, too. And how many guys, when they won that game, was it all about Bacchus in their interviews, which I loved yeah. every minute of. I saw a tweet earlier that someone put out there um, about how being Bacchus making the playoffs makes his contract worth it. I almost agree with him because his leadership in the room has mm-hmm. been huge. I put out a tweet. The moment he did that towel wave thing, this team has been a freaking wagon. Yeah. yeah just that was a awesome. wagon out there. That was so just, cool. They've been unreal since he got back in the lineup. It, he generates scoring chances as much as people, he moves the puck. He does a good job. Sorry. I think Bacchus is good. I don't care what anybody says. They can come at me. They can do whatever they want. I think he's a good hockey player. Well, he's certainly adding a certain element that, that is needed. And in a veteran, and and it's <laughs> everybody on that uh, that twenty, uh, you know, man bench is is so appreciated, uh, and the efforts that they're giving forth, and what they do in their roles. So I mean, it's exciting times. Uh, not so exciting times are uh, uh, Chris Wagner, you know, um, broken arm is uh, um, I'm hearing report. So is it wrist? Anybody else hearing? Uh, from what it looked like, it was his um, arm. His arm between his elbow and his wrist. Yeah. Okay. So um, with that, uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to be able to be back for any. Ever. Season. Yeah, I think he's going to be done for the for the the season. Um, so is he got a. Is he got a. He's still got one more year in his deal. I believe so. I don't have the cap friendly yeah, yeah. up right now, but I'll um, pull it up. 
Uh, Nola Chowry is uh, is now slotted into in his position, uh, which is is to me uh, pretty much kind of the same player. I think Wagner adds a little bit of the speed and physicality. And scoring touch, Wag's got and more of a hand. Yeah, yeah, he's which is having he's having a career year. But um, you know, Achari Achari can play that role, uh, not so offensive, but still be the presence that Wagner was. And so he's his. No, Wags like, is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Oh, so it was a one year. Yeah, but I still think Wagner comes back and Achari doesn't. Oh no, Wags has got one more year. Sorry, my I'm I'm reading this so wrong because it's the end of the season. Yeah, so it's no longer what I'm looking at. Sorry. <laughs> so it's, whoa, is it Nordstrom that is on his last? No, so Nord. So right now, the guys for next season, next season, you have Coyle, Wags, Nordstrom, DeBrusque, and Kuhlman, whose contracts end at the end of next season. So at the end of this season, right now, we have Heinen, Achari, Johansson, Kampfer, McAvoy, Carlo, and Zane McIntyre. And as you mentioned before, Rob, McIntyre ain't coming back. I don't see Achari coming back because Wags can play that role. And there's a million guys in Providence. Yeah. Um, I could see them trying to bring back Marcus Johansson. I hope I, I people are gonna hate me. I hope they don't because I could just he's 28 years old. We're already going through this with Bacchus and the rest of them. I don't know. Five-year deal on a 28-year-old sounds a little scary to me. I I kind of hope they bring Camper back now because that guy yeah. in like one two burst games can get the job done. I mean, not like a 14, 15, 20-game stretch, but if the guy's needed for one or two games on a AHL deal, well, a two-way contract anyway, why not? Like, the same with Essentially be that a guy seven. like Achari. <clears throat> a guy like Achari, you bring him in on a depth-forward deal, like 900,000 on a two-way make him be that guy who probably sits most of the season and only plays a few games. I don't mind that. If you bring a guy from Providence to do that, the the chances are the guy is probably under the age of 23 and not going to get a lot of playing time. Yes, he gets to practice with the team, but it's not the same. I'd rather have the guy playing down in Providence every night, well, every weekend, than sitting up in the bleachers just doing nothing. So, I mean, those two guys, they're not going to cost anything. Uh, and I True. think Achari would take league minimum to sit. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just looking at – I'm just doing the math in my head and what – you know, say Carlos four and a half, four point three, 4.3, somewhere around that. McAvoy comes in at the six and a half, seven range. So, you know, and then you've got – you've still got Danton Heinen, who's going to be, what, three and a half? And P.S. If people looked at his Corsi numbers, Dan Hines like one of the best players on the team. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, and people <laughs> like overall, that... I don't care how many points he gets. The guy is just no one scores when he's on the ice five on five. Did you see that? Like no one scores. Did anyone see the Esselin Bell signing for Dallas? Yeah, that was huge. But that yeah. has nothing to do with Ma- no. that has more to do with McAvoy than I. Yeah, I couldn't believe how many people threw a branding Carlos contracts, and I'm like Jesus, because they're the total opposite defenseman. Yeah, but if you look at Essa Lindell's numbers, he's minus in every column. And then if you look at Charlie McAvoy, he's only minus in one column on advanced statistics. Well, that's so people saying that he's only getting five point eight like Essa Lindell. I don't think so. 
No, and I think he's in six and a half, seven. I think it's 6.2 to 6.5, that range, and it's not going to be for seven years. It's going to be for probably four or five. Yeah, and I, I do think this, this, this is crazy, but for some reason, Boston's been able to pull it off. I do think Boston's in a better shape because they went to the Stanley Cup Finals for these guys to see re-sign for less than what they would have took if they didn't. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's because they want they want to be here. If you go to the finals. Well, I think these guys look at it and they go, "Okay, you know what? What can they do? Like this is Stanley Cup Finals team. The money they can make outside of the team is going to be huge for them next year. Right? The city, city of Boston. They win. Yeah, the city of Boston is definitely a uh, a Red Sox town, but they love the Bruins for a couple years as long as they won, right? Yeah. I've been to Boston many times, and I, I hate using this, but I'm telling you right now. I hate Toronto. It's more of a hockey town than Boston by like a long shot. Well, sh- no, sh- that's, even valid. Valid. that's valid. Like the fan base is crazy in Toronto and they, they, they do some stupid things, but every fan base does, but they live and breathe hockey out here. Like, For sure. Toronto Didn't Maple Leafs off season stuff is overshadowing the Raptors. Oh, like, you know, come on. After, after the 2011 cup, Sean Thornton made more money off advertising in Boston than he did off his own contract. So, there you go. And all he had to do was go punch car windows <laughs> for an advert. So, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of guys out there, like a guy like Achari, give him league minimum goal game to punch car window. It's all good. <laughs> you just, like, I think the Bruins should look into advertising for the players and just say, look, if you stay here, we've got all this advertising opportunity. Well, they like John Tavares has tons of advertising opportunity here in Toronto, but I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm spitballing here. Like, you know, I'm sure, you know, past is doing very well with his Dunkin' Donuts commercials. I know everybody loves him so much. Those, those commercials I, that is, I, I like him as a hockey player, but I don't get to see the commercials, but uh, I don't know. I just could see, and I'm not talking huge amount of a discount, but I still think, Pasta took a discount and Marchand took a discount. Yeah. And no doubt in my mind, they took a discount. Every one of these guys on the team has like a funny side to them. So you can see them doing advertisement and stuff, no problem. Guy like John Tavares, there's more emotion in a wet towel. So <laughs> I think the guy would struggle doing advertisements. And to I've me, said it before. I've said it before. To I'll say it again. My ad reads. <laughs> I'm, al- I'm almost positive. Carlo's already signed, or it, the deal is not inked, but like it's done. It's a done yeah, deal. Yeah, like it's roll up, ready to sign. Yeah, it's a done deal. Yeah. The the only thing I think is people are saying McAvoy might sit out. Like um, he might. Oh, pass what's it he did. called? Yeah, but I I don't think he will because I mean you look at what Nylander did in Toronto, came in halfway through the season. Now everyone hates him. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't think, think he's going to sit up for long. I think he'll be training camp. It'll come yeah. down to the wire with Mac, with McAvoy. But I think you won't see as many players waiting out now after what happened to that uh, Nylander because you don't want to go into town with everyone hating your guts for holding out for like 200K. Why, Marner's already doing something. it now. The Marner stuff in Toronto, it's already <laughs> heating up. Oh, yeah. It's already heating bad. up in a bad way. Well, they even came out. They had they had Shanahan come out this week and Mike and Kyle Dubas. Like I said, hockey is Toronto Maple Leafs off season stuff is overshadowing what's going on with Everything. the Toronto Raptors. Dubas and Shanahan already said like this team is going to be in trouble with a cap every year and get used to it. That's what they said. 
But that's the difference, though. Boston's a football town. Then it's are they like a baseball were... town? Yeah, they're huge Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Like you see it, and it just it's like it goes. It goes. Patriots. Is Bruins. Yeah, Patriots. Red Sox. Celts, Celtics, Bruins. Bruins. It's, uh, oh, I yeah. think the Bruins are over the Celtics now. No, uh, now they are. But in my in my personal like opinion, that ago. those numbers that I, I'm saying are all driven by um, the like the the value of each league. Like football, oh, okay, is absolutely the top notch money maker in every league, and the Bruin and the NHL is absolutely the bottom. So yeah, so here where I live, it's hockey and you know curling. Hockey. Um, <laughs> well, I'm serious. Like I, I was talking to someone, they were like, "Oh, well, the NFL is huge in Canada." I'm like, "It isn't, though. It really isn't. Like, there's there's fans of it, but it's not huge. It is not like on a, a Sunday you're gonna have the bar, but I can guarantee you on a Saturday night the bar is rammed for a Leafs game. Absolutely, you can still find a table on a Sunday to watch a football game here because you know what? I don't care. I grew up here. I I don't care. I'd rather watch curling. See. Uh, I always, I always thought curling was going to be so boring. I played it once. It's fantastic. Actually, quite, quite. Yeah, a lot it's, it's very popular in our area too. There's a lot more of these curling bars that are being built. Uh, in, in it's amazing. New Hampshire, Maine, and Massachusetts. It's it's very popular now. I call it winter golf. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's, it's it's something you can do right. and still have a couple beverages and have fun doing it. It's winter golf. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm looking forward to trying it. So it's fantastic. And uh, no one, you can, anybody can play. Hey, we're going to take a quick break right now to uh, just unwind a little bit. But we're going to come back and talk about a certain uh, area of this Boston Bruins team that uh, is going to be, need to be on top of their game for regardless of the opponent uh, starting um, on Memorial Day next week. So uh, we'll be right back. Passion. Talent. Development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick Bukestad. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! David Backus. And Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! All right, we are back. Um, I understand and everything. It sucks it getting injured and blah, blah, blah. But he still provides a very valuable service to this team. And I think this defense has never been stronger, regardless of, of weak points in certain areas. But what do you guys see in this club moving forward against the potential San Jose Sharks or St. Louis Blues? Uh, I just think more of the same. I think they won't change a thing going into this series. I think they'll play exactly the same way. The only thing I could see them do is probably having the D drop a bit shorter and stopping them breakout passes because guys like Kevin LeBlanc, uh, LeBlanc or whatever he's called, they seem to find them gaps like in between the D and can rush the net a lot. 
I mean, Tuca's been great at stopping like one-on-ones, but I, I'd like to see them address that going into it. Um, like just the thing that killed us against Ottawa, I think it was two years ago now. Stretch um, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, terrible. And who Eric was... Carlson, actually. Exactly. But he's so, hurt, so we're good. He's hurt. Play San Jose. Yeah. Guy's done. But <laughs> Pretty much what they're reporting this morning. If you've got someone whispering in Brent Burns ears, just flip the puck out and they will struggle. <laughs> mm, yeah. But we're a different hockey club. The Bruins oh, are a yeah, lot faster. But if you've got those speedy guys going up against Chara, it's as long as he drops back, like, preempt something happening... I'm all good with that. But if he tries to jump up in the play and gets caught, that's a problem. But also, the the better thing is, like you said, Eric Carlson is out. But also you've got Chara going up against Evander Kane. The two guys hate each other. This is if San Jose win. Right. Um, you'd have Chara going up against Evander Kane. Both of them hate each other. Evander Kane sucker punched Chara like, what, two months ago? Um, both guys hate each other's guts. Then you've got Martin Jones coming back to Boston who didn't even get a sip of his coffee turned <laughs> in a taxi and got kicked out. Yeah, but out that was his choice because he's a whiny little bitch. Exactly. So the thing that they've got to do is just exploit weaknesses, which is the goaltending, and just find a way to win. And the Bruins will do that every night. They have like, been doing that. And it that. turned out to be the right choice because Martin Jones oh, right yeah. now, Corsi-wise, is the worst goalie in the playoffs. Like It's it's the, hilarious right was, now, who, depending on the play. If San Jose wins, they're going to come into the Boston Bruins with a defenseman named Eric Carlson with half a half a, half a a groin right now. Yeah. He couldn't even finish the shifts. He got hit hard. Like He's going to be hurt, mm. and it's going to be easy to take after. But teams have been doing this all playoffs. They've been going after Char all playoffs yeah and regretted it quite a lot of times because the guy can still the guy can play well you on the boards like the amount of times crunched people the team played better without jar last game and i couldn't believe it either and i'm and one of them was my dad and one of them was my wife it was hilarious right after the game she's like they look better without chara they look faster back there i'm like well john moore hmm." we said that when he was injured last time though you know when he was out for i think 19 yeah, 19 games. Jesus. Actually, they both were. Bergeron well, I'd still Chara rather have Chara than John Moore. Oh, yeah. But, I, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't think Chara should be alone. a first-pairing defenseman next year. Oh, right. no, no. In the playoffs, no. sure. But I, I, I – no. Tory Crew, 27 minutes of the ice time, is uh, going for that number two defenseman spot. I honestly I mean, think your first pair next year is Grizz and McAvoy. And then your second pair that is – That makes sense. Carlo and, and Krug, because yeah. if you see the writing on the wall, as much as I love Toy Krug, and I, oh. like I said, he plays this game, I, he might price himself out of this team. You know, you got to yeah. Jake DeBrusque, and you, it's going to be tough unless Bacchus is willing to go, or, you know, even if you can't retire out of your contract, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough yeah. one, man. It's really tough. That Carlo Krug I, pairing has just been unreal. It's been fantastic. Oh, it's just great things. It's just, uh, I just, I just, why give, why don't you, because Grizz has played, you know, I'll eat my crow. Grizz has played amazing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just my opinion. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of eating crow, I'm going to love this one. Uh, Tuka Rask has just been playing absolutely out of his mind 
the guy has been so square to the puck. He's he's seeing the biscuit so well, and even in traffic, I'm so surprised that he's still getting it and covering it with with just absolute quickness. Uh, he's he's been the uh, I don't know how to say it, but just unreal in these playoffs and and better than Tim Thomas. Yeah, and the crickets are just. You know, and if he wins the cup, uh, guess what? Tuca could go down to one of the best best goalies ever in the Boston Bruins. Yeah. So here's here's my question. I was gonna put it up on Twitter, but yeah, I'll, I'll save it for later. But at this point in time, if the Bruins do win with Tukes playing the way he is, yes. Do you put the which one do you put the Raptors first? Because oh, easy. what do you mean between who? Tuk- him and Thomas. Thomas yep. is never getting in the Raptors. Okay. Never. Has nothing to do with him ever again. Okay. I, I don't care what he did. He will never. I know people have soft spot for him. I can tell you this with some information that I know. He will never, ever be seen again. His banner so, is in the Raptors in his little den under the bunker. ground. And yeah, I, I, nothing with his political. the only team. place. It's just the way he left the team and the way everything happened. They want nothing to do with him. And if you really look at it, besides his one playoff, Huh. Just the career alone, just the numbers I'm talking about have been outstanding. Yeah, I don't he, think it was that good. And it wins. He's going to get shut out. He's going to, you know, he's got. But I'm saying Tim Thomas's career numbers as a Bruin were. No, his four he, years were terrible, no. in my opinion. Yeah, he had and the his last four were just freaking unreal. His playoff performance in 2011 was the best playoff performance I've ever seen a group from a goalie since Patrick Wall in 1993. And right now, is playing better. Yeah. And Tim Thomas. Came in at what thirty one, thirty two. It was late. Tukaras yeah. came in at what I think he was backing up Tim Thomas at the age of twenty two, twenty three, and has been the starting goaltender ever since the twenty twelve season. I mean, Tim Thomas won the cup in twenty eleven, yes, but he Are went into the next season and lost the job to Tukaras, and since then Tukaras has been the best goaltender in NHL Bruins history. And you can tell it by the numbers because he surpassed everyone in wins. Exactly. Look at these numbers right here, Rob. Uh, 2011, Thomas was 12 and 6, 2.29 goals against, 0.29 save percentage. This year, two, oh, two shutouts, by the way. This year, Tuka Rask, 2019, 12 and 5, a 1.84 goals against, and a 0.942 save percentage with two shutouts. It should be three shutouts. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. The one went off the net. The stupid net. Maybe four, because that other one was like. <laughs> but also, like, you look at it, they've won six straight. I mean, he hasn't had a bad game since they were in Toronto. I think it was, was it game three that he had a, ba- a bit of a bad game? Yeah, I believe so. Without um, looking into it. I mean, if it wasn't for Toronto and someone else was in that series, I think the numbers would be even better. Um, I think Toronto has been the toughest team we've faced so far, just from the way that we went to game seven, two elimination games. I mean, the guy puts up with all the abuse in the world. He gets reporters asking him stupid, dumb questions, and we've seen it recently in the media. Um, No, the Boston media doesn't ask dumb questions. (laughs) (laughs) And now he gets a chance to shut back at him. Because did you see the interview he had where someone asked him, Oh, what 
what were the difficulties that Carolina put up? And he went, eh, not really anything. Well, that was, that was almost a misquote because he, he tried to backtrack. I thought the funniest part was when they're the, the, the right after the game when they had all the Bergeron talking and then Marshy and, and Tukes oh, came in the room and they were like, Tukes, you want to do this? It's like, sure, cool. <laughs> and like Marshan was like pretty much going to not use a chair and get on his knees and let Tuka talk. <laughs> Instead, yeah. like did anybody else notice that they Tuka was looking for a chair, but Marshan was willing to just get on his knees so Tuka could talk. Or what was it, Chucky and Tuka talking? And they asked all the questions, and uh, he said, and then at the end, he goes, like, Goodbye, yeah. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming out, Chuck. And then, didn't even, I think he got one question, McAvoy, and that was it. And that was a question that was directed at both of them, like so. Toronto media right now. Like, sorry, I shouldn't say the Toronto media, the national, like live in Toronto, but the, the national hockey league media, which our fans can get mad as much as they want. Majority of it is in Canada. Um, Sportsnet is a bigger hockey network than the NBC Sports, as much as you guys get it over there. Um, the, the hockey insiders are all here. The, all they talk about is Tuka Rask right now. Like they even say the Boston Bruins could lose and he still might be the MVP of the playoffs. Yeah. Could be. It's, when was the last time they don't play? If, if it's Smart. St. Louis. If it's uh, Ron Hextel. if oh no, Jean, yeah. Jaguar, right? Jaguar? Yeah, Jean Sebastian Jaguar when he was, uh, I believe it's Anaheim. Yeah, so you could have right now because right now it's between Logan Couture and Tuka Rask. San Jose doesn't make it. Tuka Rask. Yep. Yeah, and they were saying that if St. Louis make it, it's the first time it's been a goaltender duel for the Comtemps in quite a long time, and that would be Binnington and. Rask, and that's pretty funny seeing Bennington was with the AHL Bruins last season. Got a bit of help going into this season. He's played great. The, the Bruins nudge just there. And that's uh, it's pretty funny to say that Providence, up until this year, haven't had a goaltending coach. And then all of a sudden... They still don't. Well, they've got... I mean, Ascenza goes down there sometimes. Now, not not very often. From what, what I'm hearing, Chris Dunham. What are you going to teach Tuka Rask? Oh, no, I mean down in Providence, not in, not at Boston. Oh, sorry, right. my apologies. And the on, I think the only thing that Asenza really does with the Bruins now is run goalie-specific drills. I don't yep. think there's much in the way of training that they do. Mike Dunham, Mike Dunham, former NHLer, is the one that makes his round to, like, Kyle Kaiser when he was in um, – Oshawa, and then when you know, like when Villadai was down in Atlanta, he he was a traveling, always up in Maine talking to Swayman. So, yes, I mean, they really the AHL is starting to get into the habit of hiring specific goaltenders to be. I think that that was a big knock on Malcolm Subban. I think Malcolm Subban would have been a fantastic goaltender uh, in this Bruins system, but I really? just don't think. Uh, I think timing was all on it, just not on his side. I honestly, I honestly just don't think that he had the the presence that he needed. You know what I mean? Uh, goaltenders are weird. You, you look at yeah, me, you God. both are very weird dudes. Yeah, no. So uh, we always need a crutch, and that crutch might be somebody else to bounce ideas off of and learn from another pro or former pro. Like, think about it. A goalie is literally the 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 one person that's gonna no matter what the fan base is either gonna love them to death or blame everything in the world on them. And right. the players don't on the bench, but you feel it. Just like in this podcast, it's all my fault. Well, that's obvious. Uh, did you not see the thing? 
<laughs> Did you not see the thing at the beginning of the season where someone zoomed in on the Canadians bench when uh, Price let like four goals in and they're all shaking their head? Jeez. And then they got called out later on for it and they went, well, we didn't realise that the cameras were rolling, like on the bench. Well, I, I... They're all like looking at him just going, no. Well, no, what did Marshan no, say? Marshan pretty much admitted that the players know that this fan base who's been trashing Tuca for years, he called them all out. And we're going to uh, wrap the show up right there due to technical difficulties that we just see, cannot get uh, a hold of. Uh, we seem to be losing um, audio at the 58-minute mark all the time when we record. So back to support to figure this crap out. We really apologize. But before we leave for another episode, we'd like to thank our faithful listeners and please ask that you all go rate and review and subscribe to our Black and Gold Hockey podcast on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes or any other podcast platform you currently use. We'd also like to thank today's show sponsor, betonline.ag, and a uh, reminder to please go to betonline.ag. Dot ag and use promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus or go to clnsmedia.com slash Bruins and use the same CLNS50 promo code there as well. For myself, Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin, we wish you and loved ones a safe and happy week. Uh, and let's go Bruins. Stanley Cup, here we come, baby. tuning in to this week's show you can follow the guys on twitter at black and gold 277 at court lalonde and at rob 40 bruins you can also send us an email to the show's account at black and gold hockey blog at gmail.com